guys from wherever they feel like it. It's two guys watch a movie. Who is your hosts? Two guys. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Guys Watch a Movie episode number 16. Sweet 16. Our podcast can drive. Hey, Tommy, random question for you. If sort of. our podcast could drive a car, what kind of car would it drive? Almost certainly like a Volvo. What? Why, why a Volvo? I know next to nothing about I just feel Volvo's. like, um, I just, you know, like, uh, that's how I feel about our podcast. Um, you know, it's like, it's reliable as hell. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's like a hearty kind of car. Okay. It's like kind of driven by like, uh, older hippies. Are we older hip? We're old. Are we no, old? This is how I feel about our podcast. Okay, I okay. Feel like... like we have an old soul, not that we're yeah. That's cool. I, we're they're a little bit old fashioned. I feel like around here, aren't we? Yeah, I guess I'm a little old fashioned. I like to think I, we're a little young at heart too. I don't know that like, too. Yeah, I mean we're kids for sure. We are. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm in my. We're in our thirties. I think we're still. We're still kids. I have uh, five lightsabers. Four of them I got this year. <laughs> <laughs> And you just you just won a uh, lightsaber from a contest as well. Yes, I did, and I'm not going to shout him out because whatever. Oh, it's a lightsaber. <laughs> you just showed me uh, the lightsaber. It's bed. just like there's like there's a bunch of of Chinese companies selling lightsabers, and this is another one of them. Uh, their prices are not particularly good, and uh, whatever. <laughs> it's a free. It's a free toy. Yeah, I've got lots of that. I mean, I've got a lot of this. I've got a lot of stuff around the office that I've got here. I've some of this I've gotten from you. Like a lot of, um, I've gotten a lot of Harry Potter stuff. I think from you. <laughs> I, I did. I gave you the Goblet of Fire. You gave me the yeah. It was the chocolate the... frog. Which one? They give you the chocolate frog. Did you give me a chocolate frog? I think it was like a rubber chocolate frog. Oh. It's the most disappointing. It's a really. I must have eaten it. Well, I hope I didn't eat it if it was rubbery. So. Uh, you might, no, I, okay, what else did I give you, Harry Potter? You gave me the, um, it was that set of, uh, Quidditch, uh, balls that you gave me. It was like oh, a yeah. box of Quidditch okay, balls yeah. that had a, uh, yeah. had like a quaffle in it, and yeah. a couple of, uh, I think a couple of bludgers, and then a golden snitch yeah. that I couldn't yeah. actually take out of the box, but... Yeah, I wonder if that's just because it's like, it would be small and you'd lose it at first, I don't know. You, you know what I said? That's not yeah. disappointing too. Not but sure. Harry Potter merchandise is kind of cheap. A little bit, yeah. Except for you, you know what I saw at Barnes and Noble. Speaking of golden snitches, was a levitating golden snitch. Have you seen oh, this? Oh wow! No, is it like a little on the little mi- magnet? Yeah, I think it's like a magnet thing. I was trying to think. Yeah. It was like, is it air? But yeah, no, it's definitely. I think it's like a magnet thing. And like, <laughs> yeah, think, like the little Death Star Bluetooth speaker. You ever seen that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think just like that. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. It's fun. It's cool. I like a golden snitch, but I'm not going to buy any Harry Potter merchandise. <sighs> not anytime soon. Yeah. Not anytime soon. Jeez. J.K. Rowling. Do you think... Are they... Do you have to know if they're making a uh, Fantastic Butts 3? They are, yeah. If you want to jump into some... I I, 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 I forget what it's we called. We haven't even introduced the podcast. We have not introduced the podcast. <laughs> well, we started talking about, like, I started having, like, a maybe a midlife crisis here. It's like, am I old? My old, we are like, a little old. And, I mean, I don't know. It all just went out the window. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is two guys watch a movie. My name is Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. And this is our podcast about movies and movie related things. Fantastic, be- you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I just saw what they're calling it a couple days ago. I just looked it up because I forgot, and I was telling Gab, "Oh my god, uh, how how stupid this title is." All right, let's hear it. Fantastic Beasts. The Secrets of Dumbledore. 
I know it's not even about <laughs> beasts anymore. Uh, well, I mean, also, it's weird that they're calling it just Fantastic Beasts, colon, like, because... I don't know. It, like, it would have been interesting. I mean, it was an interesting idea, like, because that was the next book that, you know, like, she was doing or something. I, did you ever have, as a kid, the little mini versions of... I got them at, like, the Scholastic Book Fair. Are you talking about, like, the Fantastic uh, Beasts and, like, the Quidditch book yeah, that they Yeah, and had? they're, like, maybe a hundred... Maybe like forty pages you know, or something. I, I never had those books. I, I mean, I had my original I had, seven, but like I, I had both of them. They weren't. They were very dry. <laughs> I mean, it was just like it, it. seemed like it was just a textbook about creatures yes, or whatever. Kind of was, yeah, Quidditch, which would be fascinating in its own right. It was just like yeah, it didn't have any stories to tell. Us. I don't know. It's just like. <sighs> I'm so conflicted because I love Harry Potter so much, but like J.K. Rowling is I such know. a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to compartmentalize. It's that. yeah, it's like yeah, it's the best thing you can do is like yeah, not don't buy any merchandise or anything. And like Dave Chappelle's transphobe too. It turns out. Yeah, God, that was disappointing to hear that. You know, uh, I know. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's it, it's been particularly disappointing because I really have have loved him, but now like. Kind of like going back and thinking about his old stuff. It's like, I'm like, is it really as insightful as I was always thinking? I haven't gone back to any of that since, but I, I watch. I did watch the new special. Uh, I didn't, yeah. It, I mean, you know, I, I have nothing new yeah. to add that everybody hasn't already <laughs> added to the conversation. So, I mean. I mean, yeah, he called himself a turf. Yeah. So. It, <sighs> it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's so bad. I mean, he's done a lot of, like, he's talked about a lot of shit that, like, he, you know, he, he pushes buttons a lot, I should say, like, and yeah, it seems yeah. like it's all in, you know, most of it is all in good fun and it's kind of funny and like equal opportunity usually, and defender he usually and all has that, a point but... to make, or like he usually has a funny, yeah. you know, way of getting around to it. But yeah, some of that stuff is just like boomer humor that just does not land it, with yeah. me at all. It didn't, it's I like, feel like, eesh. I feel like with each special that he's done, he's just given less of a shit each time. Yeah. And it's like, cause he said some shit about the, um, those uh, Michael Jackson victims in his special before this one that didn't really like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. like you got try to look at it from an objective point of view. It's just it, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, this was just really. I mean, it's it just you know, I got nothing new to add to the conversation that hasn't been said already. Like, it's a bummer, man. It is, a but bummer. yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Yes. Um, All right. Well, what's going on, Jordan? What is going on? <laughs> What's going on is I don't really have much going on. I didn't actually plan on what's going on, except oh, shit. Uh, did you? I know. <laughs> I'm gonna play. I, I, I thought I was setting you up. You know what? Uh-oh. I played the theme anyway, so. Oh, well, now you have to tell me what's going on. The only thing At I had in mind. Thing. Yeah, no, just one thing. Just one thing is all I need. Did you watch the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? I watched the first one. I did not watch the second one. Oh. I, uh... I'm going blind. I want to. I want to know as little as possible. But okay. I did because <clears throat> the reason I did is because I saw the leaks. Okay. Which I mean, I, have you seen the leaked photos? I, oh, the leaked photo. Yeah. So you're talking about the ones with his maybe lawyer? No. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> um, I saw. I mean, I saw like a very. It was very low, low res. So you know, it could just be CGI. But you it, tell me what you saw, and I'll. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, and this is. So it could be a, a fake leak, or it could be otherwise just. But I, it was all three: uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, all standing next to each other with their 
masks off I'm not, on top of a building. Okay, I'm not sure if I saw that or not. I feel like I've seen. I've, I saw it, and then I, well, I so I, I, I subscribed to the subreddit Raimi memes. Oh my which god, which is all about just mostly Spider-Man memes. I was going to say memes, Evil from, Dead meme or two. Yeah, memes from Sam Raimi <laughs> movies, I guess. Which yeah, yeah, but it's mostly just like six lines in Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I saw that on that, and so I like immediately unsubscribed, and I like unsubscribed from other Marvel stuff that I follow, and I was like, I'm just I'm done for now. That, I don't want to know anything else. I admire that you're able to avoid that with me. It's like I I can't avoid leaks. Everybody, it, there's so much reporting <sighs> on every time a so, new leak comes out. <clears throat> like everybody jumps know, on it, and every outlet I jumps on it. I report like news news articles that have spoilers because like it's it's like hey damn it (laughs) i will say i mean it did make me significantly less excited for this movie so i was like okay like it's it's at this point this is like these are like the worst kept secrets in hollywood right now it feels like that's true oh i feel like they want to they want to make sure that people are going to come to the theaters that's true i feel like i thought that's trailer i I just I, i haven't seen the new trailer but i know that they're not in it uh, they are not now. I will, con- I will yeah. confirm that with you. Um, they did show fe- people who were going to be in it, though. Um, I will say, I mean, all, even though it's funny because every time I see advertising for this thing on, like, Facebook or something, it always says, don't let the spoilers get you. Like, every time an ad from, like, Sony's page plays, don't let the spoilers get you. It's like, they're confirming that, like, the spoilers are true at this point. Like... But yeah, Spider-Man, it did make me, the new trailer that got released this week, I won't say anything else about it other than that, it did get me, regardless of whether or not what I do know about the movie already, like, it still got me pretty excited. Okay. Like, okay. I'm interested, so. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Oh, well, should we talk about what we watched lately? Yes, yeah, I've got a list of things. What, uh, what have you watched? If you want to go uh, first. Okay, well, I saw No Time to Die. Very nice. Uh, uh, have you seen it? I have, yes. Did we talk about it yet? I don't think we have. Did you do 30 seconds? I might have mentioned it last... I forget if we mentioned it in the last episode. We can do 30 seconds. Do you want to do that again? I liked uh, doing that again, that last Yeah, time. I don't have very many things I've watched this week. Okay, this time, uh, I, but, got a, uh, yeah. I got a few. Um, okay, great. Yeah, we'll go for a few here. Uh, 30 seconds on No Time to Die, then? Sure, let me, uh, let me pull out a timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, 30 seconds on No Time to Die. I don't even know if I'll have that much to say. Let's see. Okay, it was fun and like kind of goofy and like a Bond movie, and I liked it for the most part. But goddamn, the plot was so stupid and ridiculous, <laughs> and like the nanobots and like the genetic stuff, and like it was just like completely bonkers. And like what? there was so much stuff that happened, and it was like, what the fuck is going on? And um, yeah, but it was good. I liked it. It was pretty dumb. Thirty seconds. <laughs> Uh, I can, I can get 30 seconds on that too if you want. Alright, let's hear your 30 seconds on No Time to Die. Go. Okay, uh, I feel like with each Daniel Craig movie, like, each one gets closer to the, like, sillier Roger Moore era type of Bond movie that they just get more corny and sillier and the plots get sillier with each movie that's happened. Um, I thought it was a fitting end to his tenure as Bond. Um, it, it, I, I admire that less so about this movie, which I thought was very good. It was fun. Uh, but I admire the arc more because it's telling a complete story from Casino Royale to this one. Excellent. Excellent. Nice. Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree with uh, And I liked Rami Malek. Rami Malek was good in this. Yeah, he's a good villain. Yeah. I liked him. 
Uh, what else have you watched? What have I watched? I watched Dune. Did, ah, have, so did I. You have, yeah. Uh, yeah. Want to do 30 seconds on that? or? Yeah, you do 30 seconds first. Right. Ready? And go. I really enjoyed this movie. I watched it a couple of times. The first time we watched it in a very big the- in a very on a very big screen. Uh, I think it was a Dolby Cinema uh, theater. Um, it was really big. Lots of visual effects. We needed to watch it again a second time with subtitles. I had no experience, prior experience with the novel, yeah. which uh, I think was a hindrance for this. But I enjoyed yeah. it more after watching it a second time. The acting is terrific. Everybody is giving it their all. And Hans Zimmer, with his music, is going so hard on this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I'll do, uh, I'll do 30 seconds really quick. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I totally agree. I needed. I would love to watch it again with subtitles. I saw it in IMAX, and uh, it was amazing and awesome. But sometimes when there's like all this <gasps> sandstorm going on, and they're like, I know so fuck up. And you're like, wait, are they speaking English or am I just missing something? I thought it was awesome. The aesthetic of it was like kind of like a, you know, Star Wars offshoot, but like this kind of um, uh, religious future thing. And I just, I love the idea, but it really, okay, that's 30 seconds. But, uh, well, it felt very much like Fellowship of the Ring uh, and that I didn't like the ending. It felt like we were just getting started and then it ended. Yeah, I thought it ended at a weird place. I was, like, waiting for, okay, when are they going to end it? When are they going to end it? And it's like, oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense to end it and there. it was like, exposition, 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 yeah. exposition, I liked that there's... And I liked it, though. Yeah. It was, like, good exposition, but it was just like, okay, I need to be taking notes. The Araxes and the Philoctitudes. Yeah. If you want to watch it again, I think it's leaving HBO Max pretty soon, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um really fucking i really enjoyed this movie it might be in my top 10 of the year at the end of the nice the end of the year we'll see this is yeah really I, I really enjoyed it too but i would like to probably rewatch it with subtitles yeah to more. oh yeah oh it's when you like especially like what you're talking about with those whisperies whispery moments like it subtitles help so much yeah oh my god um what what else have you watched do you have anything else uh i probably do i'm actually i'm trying to load on my phone right now but it's not loading of course Name. Uh, I talked to you about this briefly. I'll just, I don't need 30 seconds because we talked about it a little bit. Um, I've watched since our la- last episode, which is the Halloween episode, uh, I have watched the original Friday the 13th movie. Right? I think we did talk about it. You said, oh yeah, maybe not. I, I texted you, I think, the morning after I watched oh, yeah. it. And like, right. it was, uh, I mean, it's not good. It's not a very good movie. I kind of, I watched an episode. Have, I don't know if you ever watched the Netflix show, The Movies That Made Us. I have, but I haven't seen the Friday the 13th one. It's part of a new season they just released about a month ago, I think. And I I have a little more respect for it, especially as in regards to the makeup effects for the movie and, like, the blood effects, like, are really fucking great quality. Um, otherwise, but, I mean, it's, it's not a very good movie. And sure. even if you're watching it just for the legacy of Jason Voorhees, they don't even mention his name until, to like, yeah, two-thirds of the way him. through the movie. Like, yeah, that's wild. Which I don't, and I mean, it's not their fault. They didn't intend for this to be like a whole series, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting that that movie spawned so many sequels. Yeah, and he didn't even get the hockey <clears throat> mask, I think, until part three. Uh, do you have your list? Uh, yes. I Well, sorry, I don't have my, I did, I looked through it. The only other thing I've seen, uh, The Eternals. Which we are going to talk about today. Um, okay, more depth. I will say uh, one more movie on here that I have that I saw. Uh, have you seen Last Night in Soho? No, I was actually gonna, uh, I, I saw it was available to rent now today. Uh, oh, nice. So, 
Yes, I was actually gonna. I was thinking about watching it tonight. Oh man, uh, would recommend. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. It's I real love good. I love Edgar. Edgar Wright is one of my favorite filmmakers of today. Absolutely. Like I think everything he touches is at least you know a silver medal, which is yeah. Like, I mean, like yeah, well, I love. He's got a style, and like that's just awesome. One thing I will say about this movie is that he is very. It is very different from anything he's made before. But he definitely does still have that. That style is still very much present in this movie. Uh, I think you'll see it in this. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one. Uh, Nice. That's pretty much everything I've got. I I don't know if I told you. I went to go see live theater for the first time in God knows how long. Hey, that's awesome. Um, I accompanied my mother to the theater. What did you see? I went to go see a production of My Fair Lady. I love my fair lady. It was really I I knew <laughs> a few of the songs going in mostly through Family Guy uh-huh. because they they do they they've done more parodies of My Fair Lady than one would expect from that show. Um yeah. but I didn't know much about it going in but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a great one. It's really fun. Um solidly performed and just, you know, got it's great good to be back in the theater again. Yeah, so. um Willie Nelson does a cover of uh, On the Street Where You Live. Oh really? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, that's such a good that's such a good song. Yeah, yeah. That was a great character. Um, was it Freddie? I think is that character's name that sings that. I forget. It's actually been a long time since I've seen him. I, of course, just remember Emery Higgins and you know that's dude. What a dick! That dude is a dick. <laughs> I was surprised. That, like I knew he'd be a little snooty, but that Henry Higgins was a dick. <laughs> like. Yeah. I was a little. Time. I was a little bummed that like I think Eliza does Eliza end up with him at the. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that either, and like I don't kind of I don't like that she changed her voice either. Really. Yeah, just like all of a sudden, yeah, just all of a sudden she like spoke it's the in, rain in Spain. She learned the cadence, and then she just uses it for the rest of the. I, yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. I mean, the character development for her was certainly there. Like, yeah, I, I'm still. She's just, she's a great character, but yeah, it. I, I was a little bummed that she ended up with him. Would have been nice. I think he learned his lesson, and I think it would have been fine just ending it there. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, fun though. So we gather here on this night to talk Eternals, the Ooh, most recent Eternals. entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I feel like here's another way I didn't prepare for this night. Uh, for this is that uh, I should have probably reread like a, a, a plot summary because I'm thinking about the Eternals now and like I have like I don't remember a lot of it. It it's yeah I gotta have a, now that you mention that I do have to have a Wikipedia entry in front of me here for this movie. Uh, yeah, so I mean like but initial thought like just initial <clears throat> and by the way I think we are going into I'm assuming we're going into spoiler territory with this movie. Yeah I think we'll just go ahead and start spoilers. Yeah uh, uh, first impressions was right off the bat. What'd you think? I went in with low expectations based on the seemingly mixed reviews. As uh, as did I yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I liked it. I uh, I felt like it was both interestingly like, like a bit formulaic for the Marvel formula, but also kind of fresh in that like the you know it was with crazy celestials eating planets and shit, yeah. and like uh, like just huge bizarre shit that they can get away with now that they're uh, you know 
they're Marvel. Yeah, they <laughs> can pretty much do anything these days. Yeah, so. right. So I was really happy that they did that. But it, in a lot of ways, it was safe. And in some ways, it was uh, riskier. But uh, I liked it. It was another movie with a lot of hard exposition in the beginning. Okay, I let me just say right off the bat, I did like this movie. A little bit. Yeah. It's nowhere near perfect, but I, yeah. you know, I do not regret seeing it. I really liked it. But as soon as I saw that little, like, Star Wars-ish scroll at the beginning of the movie, I, that was my yeah. first, like, uh-oh moment. <clears throat> the thing about the Star Wars scroll is, like, you can mostly ignore everything except for, like, the last couple lines. Yeah. And, like, the last couple of lines are, like, I forget, but, like... Your brain doesn't remember that stuff that it reads in the beginning. Right. Uh, you know, except for maybe, like, one important point from it. Because, like, it's just so much to take in, and then you get a whole bunch of visual information after it. Right. Like, uh, I feel like there was more, like, narration after that scroll. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know. But, like, I know. was there it more was, narration after it was that? like, yes. Yeah, that was crazy. That they st- it was just like, oh my god, okay, we use one exposition device and then another immediately after. And they're not even done setting up the exposition because they go back and forth. They start off with a brief flashback, I think, at the beginning, and then they go straight into he's present like, day. And then they go straight <laughs> like, into present day. And then they intersperse the present day scenes with scenes from the past. Like, it yeah. was... the. I got the hang of it after a little bit, but that first one really threw me off because I didn't know they were oh, going to yeah. go back I to agree. the past. Yeah, it was definitely jumbled. It was really uh, weird. Um, I, yeah, I got the hang of it too after a minute, but uh, it, it I feel like a different edit of this movie could actually be more helpful. I feel like we're, we don't need to be put onto Earth to understand what's up. But like, it's sort of the way they figure it out too. Like they have the amnesia kind of thing. Right, right. I, and so I think, I think it's like it's edited and directed in a way that they're memories are coming back to them you know right right it at the same time the audience is learning about the same thing right so that's like there yeah it's a device where it's like we can't do this because this happened and i remember this that day like that yeah. kind of that, that kind of like flashback back kind of device it, yeah um what did you think of just the overarching i guess like bad guy being the celestial who lives inside earth who wants to it it was i mean it's that was the thing for me like you mentioned like it you know this movie does things differently from some marvel movies some things kind of stay the same this is one of those things that marvel does with their villains or it's just like it's a blah it feels like a blah villain and it just like you know they're there they serve their purpose by the way i have to work in a fun fact here the voice of erishim the main like giant celestial being is voiced yeah. by this very accomplished voice actor named David Kay. But this gentleman, David Kay, is also the announcer for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Oh, that's hilarious. I have to mention like, that. And I, now this? I found that out today, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, that is. I, I mean, I thought it was, it was fine. Like, it made sense. The grand scheme of things, like, in the, like I mean, it all made yeah. sense. Like, yeah. In terms of a developed villain with like interesting motivations and and uh, you know agree you know it's like a, a Thanos style where you can you know understand and sympathize almost mm-hmm. uh, or, or like a Michael B Jordan uh, Killmonger kind of character mm-hmm. but th- I I did love how just freakishly insane 
this was. It, like, yeah. Oh, it's very, very out there. Like, just, there is a gigantic monster living inside Earth, and it's human, and it's gonna, or it's this, you know, biped. And it's like, I love the islands of his like elbows. Yeah, out like, water and shit. They're aiming for more like cosmic, uh, like uh, yeah, cosmic I love plots the here, epic like scale of that. Like, uh, in terms of like spectacle in a movie, like that shit rocked uh but in terms of like caring about or you know feeling invested in in the story of that villain it was like okay well obviously we all want earth to be better there was also other than that something i keep forgetting about was that there is a so there so the eternals are brought to earth supposedly to fight the uh what are they the deviants these like creatures that came to earth and but it's a it's a kudzu situation. What's a kudzu? Wait, what, a what? <laughs> okay, so I forget now. Okay, well, okay, I'm, I'm probably mixing up the story here, but there's different. Okay, so as we were developing our waterways in the United States, particularly in the South, we were damming up a lot of rivers, and uh, then as a result, we'd have a lot of erosion to the soil around the river, and it would cause you know issues and flooding and and you know widen these waterways right uh and we didn't want that to happen because you know we we live on the land and so uh what they did was they brought in uh the japanese plant kudzu uh, which is like a viney plant that grows very fast and on the sides of hills and uh, is good at controlling erosion because it gets uh you know its roots into the ground and it keeps the soil there basically protects the soil like how trees and plants do uh and so uh, but then kudzu started overwhelming forests and like killing trees by growing up trees. And so it was an invasive species. Kudzu is, oh, okay. is now. And so they brought in like, uh, this is where I, I'm, I'm not accurate about it, but they brought in like a beetle, right? They said, oh, this beetle will take care of the kudzu situation. And so then the beetle like took care of the kudzu, but then it, the beetle started eating pine trees. And then you have this pine beetle and all the pine trees start dying. And so they say, oh, we need to bring in this kind of bird. Oh God. And that actually, it's... <laughs> and so this is exactly the situation yes, because, of the Eternals. Yes, because the big, uh, one of the twists in this is that, so the Celestials created... I forget how they created the deviants, but they like accidentally. I think they created them for some reason. No, he created the deviants to get rid of all the get rid of something, and then they created the eternals to get, to get rid, rid of, of the, the deviants, deviants and clean up his mess. Um, yeah, because it was to make sure up. that humans remained the apex predators. Because like the celestial being that's growing inside the earth thrives off of the population. Yeah. Is that what? Yeah, that he was? needs at least like seven billion people, and then he can. Open. human power <laughs> yeah Fun. he needs so many souls is a soul that's yeah it's out there that. this movie's out there and i admire that they're going for that i also another thing interesting um something i kind of like really respect about this movie is that it feels it felt for me like less like an action movie and more like a like a an epic like biography mm, of superheroes because it kind of takes this interesting look at like how these these beings, the Eternals, like they how it takes a look at how they kind of informed history, yeah, and like got me thinking yeah. a little bit. It's like because I remember thinking at the beginning of the at the beginning of the movie they come to Earth and they give um that like ancient yeah. being like the the uh, human back in like what was it five thousand BC they gave him the, the first weapon. It's like yeah. it's the evolution of man. And then like another thing that I thought of in this is like 
I don't know if this was an accident or, but I, I remember with, with Icarus specifically, I, I, I couldn't get past the fact that like this dude's Superman, like he, he's Superman yeah, in terms of up. his powers. He flies, he shoots lasers out of his yeah. eyes. He's Superman. Yeah, straight up. But they mention in this movie, the bat, they refer specifically to the Batman and Superman comic I, books in yeah, this. Yeah. So you wonder like, see, is Icarus Superman or is the Superman who Icarus? Icarus? Like yeah. did oh, somebody yeah. see oh, Icarus um, one day and decided this would make a great comic book? Well, I remember somebody's reading the myth of Icarus or whatever, and she said, oh, what's her name wrote that story? Right. Yeah. And then he, yeah. Um, that was a good, um, I like that twist at the end with him, like, where he's like, he was made, um, like, Ajax, like, he knew Ajax's uh, yeah. secret as to, like, what the true purpose of them being there yeah. was. Like, I kind of, I, that was interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting one, and it was like... I, the whole like oh you have to kill one planet to make a bunch more it was like just sort of convenient i feel like a little bit i mean Uh, it's like it's that plot to like it's the thing that propels the plots like they're going to destroy the earth are they going to save the earth kind of it's kind of the thanos question phrased differently a little bit yeah yeah it but i did like that it kind of took this like very almost like like it took its sweet time and like looking at it over the years and like Seeing yeah. how it influenced, like, human civilization. It didn't always yeah. work. I got real bored in the middle of watching it, like, at times. Like, Agreed. when they were visiting... Um, I looked when I watched a couple times. Yeah, when they are visiting Druig in the jungle, like, they spent a lot of time in that jungle, and, like, I was... I got super bored watching that. Remind me which one Druig is. Druig is the one with the weird... Uh, with the face that I don't really like. Um... <laughs> 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 His name is, he, is Barry. What's his superpowers? His name is, uh, oh, he was the one who can control people's minds. Oh, okay. Um, his it, name gosh. is Barry Kagan. He's from um, Dunkirk, and uh, his face yeah. always makes me uneasy because he seems like he's always up to something. I liked him in this movie, though. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the character. Yeah, so what do we got in here? I'll start with Cer- I mean, Cersei is obviously the main character here. With uh, I liked her. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't know if, like, the love story was well developed enough it was just kind of like they're in love they're They've always been in they're love. in love yeah like there's not really much but like we didn't see them fall in love or why they like each other other than like hi we did hi. see them totally bang though <laughs> yeah for, yeah that was strange first mcu uh, there first were some kids scene. in my theater yeah first oh my god yeah first love scene in an <laughs> mcu movie yeah, yeah. uh yeah. like uh, but no, I mean, she was great though. Gemma Chan from, who is, I don't know if you've ever seen Crazy Rich Asians, but she, I have. she's terrific uh, in that. Okay. I, uh, I thought it might be, I thought it was her. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she was also in, she, um, and she's really good in this. Yeah. Um, and she was in Captain Marvel as a completely different character. Oh, was she? Yeah. She was the blue, I forget the name of the, 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 the blue woman who's on like the, 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 um, Cree team right. with jude law okay. um because i haven't watched huh. that movie in a long yeah. time but um she's in that no. though and then oh minerva is her that that character's name okay um well all right what about um, we got, um icarus. icarus richard madden from by the way i love the little uh game of thrones reunion at the beginning of the movie with him and uh oh. kit harrington when, when, so okay well can i also say we can talk about this later but uh at the end when kit harrington says cersei I love you. Like something <laughs> like that. Uh, half my half my audience laughed. It well, how long have they been just to, so funny to see? How long have they been together at that point? Like they because they well, they're talking about moving in together. I know, but it's just him saying Cersei. I think is the oh okay because there's a character in Game of 
Cersei. Oh, got it. Okay. Who's the bad guy? Right. Who's uh, Cersei uh, Lannister? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. But okay. So anyway, okay. Let, hold on. Let me. Let's talk about Icarus. Yes. Uh, um. Yeah, clearly Superman, or Superman is clearly him. Yeah, and actually, I'm looking at this now, but, like, Chloe Zhao, who co-wrote and directed this movie, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, said that her take on Icarus was influenced by Zack Snyder's interpretation of Superman in Man of Steel. I will say this is a very good exploration of that compared to Man of Steel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a very, like, the thing about it with her See, was, like... And I'll tell yeah. you why, is because that... That's not Superman, so you're allowed to explore it when it's not Superman. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, and like, yeah, you have this creative license. This isn't knowing that that makes me actually more appreciate the character of Icarus. I thought, okay, one one thing that's just on my mind that I have to mention. It's weird how much he looks like Bucky Barnes, right? Like, it's it's fucking weird. Okay, I didn't <laughs> notice that before, but now I'm thinking like he looks like clean, like in the first Avenger, like he looked yeah. like just oh my god. Straight up, it wow. looks like Bucky Barnes. Anyway, um, this whole this whole that, that actually Superman thing almost changed my mind actually hearing that. But uh, but I just didn't feel like he his like motivation of I want to create more worlds. It seemed re- it, reasonable, I'm, like his yeah. his loyalty to the Celestials, because like they're all humans and have been living human lives for a long time, and it's just like. I don't understand. Is he not a human? Does he not have like emotions that that drive him like we do? Yeah, <laughs> and like all the other characters obviously do. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I don't know. Him having the same aim. I mean, it's. It's again. It's that. It's moving the plot forward for to like giving them another challenge. Yet another challenge to overcome. Yeah. To save the earth. So, I mean. No, I mean it makes plots yeah it yeah yeah. it's nothing it's something new we haven't seen before something we haven't seen before though yeah it's just if i could like if there had been some scene of him and maybe there was like uh, of him you know showing a motivation beyond loyalty to celestials that he's never that he's sort of only vaguely interacted with right yeah uh moving on the next one i have on the list is kingo who's the one played by kumail nanjani who Uh, i liked in this Oh my god, I love that. I've, I've met Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, you have? Uh, yeah, when he came to Chicago one time for a stand-up. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, uh, he's the nicest person ever. Oh, okay. And, uh, I love hearing that. Yeah. I loved his role. Uh, why the fuck was he not in the final I fight? I know, right? <laughs> he was hilarious, and at first I was like, are they not you? Like, his first couple scenes, I was like, when are they going to get to the Kumail being funny? Because they've got to... Yeah, put it in there, and he did. They and, did. He oh, has yeah. the whole Bollywood number. Yeah, and he was like, he's got. Oh God, I love a... his cameraman. Oh my God, what was that character? Oh, yeah. What was the cameraman's name? Uh, Kar- Karun. Oh my God. Um, oh, can I tell you? Okay, well, we don't have to talk about that character. Let's talk about Karun. Yes, please. I loved him. Such an excellent character because, like, first it was this like comedic, you know, kind of almost tropey like driver, he's you like know, the like, sidekick who like knows his secret. Yeah, and, like, I think it's a little tropey to, like, have him have that, like, thick Indian accent. Uh, but, like, um, at the end, when he says that, like, goodbye, uh, or I forget exactly what he says at the end. When he, when um, Kingo is leaving to, like, he, he doesn't, he's not going to fight Icarus. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to save and yeah, Yeah, and he, like, says that goodbye to the team. I was expecting them to make a joke there. 
and it's this painful sad goodbye and it's like oh my god and it's earned too like yeah absolutely like and yeah it it was so good i was so happy they didn't make a joke there yeah Uh, oh i loved that yeah that's a great dynamic there though he's got like a million cameras and i love the fact that he's the, the all the bollywood shit was great some of the jokes fell flat in this movie, but, like, all of his were, like... The, the, the running yeah. bit with the cameras was great. Uh, oh, yeah. Where he just yeah, keeps... Totally. He, the, the destroys cameras, he always has another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, next one I have on the list is Sprite. Uh, who was the one who child. looks like a child and, like, can't age. And I... Yeah. I liked... I mean, it, it's such a tragedy. Like, it's because it's this... She's character. essentially Loki powers, right? I... I think forget what was so she can yeah she can project lifelike illusions. Yes, she had a great story guys. arc. Like I thought she it's this character who's like thousands and thousands of years old but can't age and yeah. can't ever can't experience life like the rest of the Eternals kind of have. Yeah. Like, uh yeah, I liked her. She got a little like I mean I think it's I, and I'm looking at a comparison here but I think they make this comparison in the movie as well as like the Tinkerbell to uh Icarus's Peter yeah, Pan. Yeah. When they they literally say it at one point. Like she's yeah. Tinkerbell. Um, yeah. And she has I mean well she has Julia Robert in Julia Roberts in Hook's haircut. It's the pixie. Yeah, the pixie. Yeah, like pixie haircut. Um yeah. but yeah. I thought she was good though. I thought she's good. Yeah. Um I have Brian Terry Henry's character Fastos, the weapons inventor. First superhero to be depicted as gay in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Oh, and they did such an awesome job. And he was great. The thing I really admire about them in is that is how normal it feels. Like it feels like the yeah. kind of scene that we would have with a heterosexual relationship yeah. with him and, and his and husband. Like Well, and I was worried okay, well we had the like the sex scene basically earlier with the heterosexual people. Yes. So I was worried, like, are we just gonna get a little peck on the cheek from this gay couple. No, and no, you it was like a couple full seconds. Ki- of there's a smooch. full kiss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was very, I was very proud of them. This very, and this yeah. movie got banned. It got an R rating in Russia, right? Uh, and it was banned in China, maybe. And in the uh, Middle East, I think, in a couple places in the Middle East. Because yeah, of that. obviously some other. And I admire. Thank you. Like, good for Marvel yeah. for like not cutting any yeah. of that out. Like standing yeah. around on that. Like that's yeah, great. totally. Uh, and yeah, just totally normal relationship like it's not like there's no like big oh my god you're gay moment like it's like just yeah it's really nice he's got a family yeah it's it's really it was really nice to see yeah and also yeah it was a touching with the family scene like it was it was i understood his motivation yeah and like of not wanting to fight like i get his i love that he like found his humanity because at one point they reveal that his character is the one who created the atomic bomb that the the one that bombed hiroshima or yeah or or at least he started them on that right i I love that he like finds that humanity though and like having finding love and having a family like i thought that was really sweet uh, I think it's interesting. He's basically got magic Tony Stark power. He might be the next. I mean, if they he they keep him in this, he might be the next yeah. like Tony. It's like, like instead of Tony like Stark. little Jarvis projections, it's these like magic projections. That'd be right? fu- yeah, that'd be fun yeah. between him and uh, Shuri. Like, yeah. the tech wizardry would be amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, there's also Makari, who is the first deaf superhero in the MCU. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And that's another one. This is like I, totally normal. And like everybody just yeah. knows sign language, and like they just know she's yeah. deaf, and it's just it's a normal thing. Totally, I loved her character. I read a really interesting thing about her scream. Um, oh. She screams out at the end of the movie when she thinks someone 
gets killed. Oh, okay. Uh, right, yeah. She screams out, right? And it's an ah! Uh, and so uh, she's been nonverbal for many, many years. Like, doesn't make sounds or mouth words anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, and she used to, but she stopped, you know, just started doing sign language. And so she hadn't chosen to vocalize, like, in a long time. And I, it was for some other project that uh, they she had to scream out uh and like at first she didn't want to do it uh and like did later and so like it's a big like emotional thing for her to scream out and it's something she like rarely does in real life and uh it just shows like what kind of a powerful acting performance it really is yeah they they're really good i mean everybody is so good in this movie um yeah it's really yeah that did hit and then um there's druig the the one who can control my by the way between him and uh makari like when they meet up in present day, there's sort of this like sexual energy between them. That w- who's Makari? Makari's the deaf one. Okay, yeah, yeah. But there's is... a sort of like sexual energy between them that I don't think we saw before, and they were both just like very flirtatious with each other right when they meet each other. And I was like, whoa, where, where, where was this? Apparently, before? if I'm not mistaken, too, this was uh, an onset. Like they just had a lot of chemistry on set. Oh. And they decided to put it in there. Oh, I love uh, I that. I think I, I may or may not be correct about that, but I think that is what happened. I mean, I dug it, but it was just like, I, it, it, you hadn't yeah. seen any sign of that before. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Have they been meeting up over the last, like, f- hundreds of years? Like, Maybe. Yeah. They got, um, I haven't even gotten to... Can we, we talk about the morality of Druig? <laughs> and how it's sort of just brushed off. Yeah. The, the whole <laughs> village under his mind control for like years and years how long yeah what happened i mean i guess the intention is that like we're all gonna live in peace now whether you like yeah i yeah it was i mean he's like can i just control everyone's mind please and everyone's like no 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 and then there's like okay (laughs) yeah that i mean strange morality to that that's one of those things that just like brushed aside i think but yeah Yeah, no it's not the only thing in this movie that kind of did either um can we talk? I, I, we haven't even gotten to the biggest name in this movie, which is Angelina Jolie. Oh right, totally. Love I know. Character. Yeah, like they it, underused the shit out of her in this movie. Yeah, I thought her character was really good and really interesting. Uh, I yeah, like I wanted to see more. Um, when they go back and they have her go back to the the house and sort of relive her shit. Right. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, she's she was good. They didn't use her enough. Like, if you're gonna get Angelina Jolie in your movie, I get it's an ensemble movie, but like, if you're gonna get Angelina Jolie in this, you got to give her a little more to do. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like felt underused. Salma Hayek's character, I thought like that felt like a good use. Like, yeah, that part probably called for a big star to do that, and like, I think that was a good use of the character. Ajax. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was surprised they killed her off so early in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean. I was still pretty confused at that point, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, they don't have much to go off at that point. Yeah. In terms of this group. Um, did you, that, that deviant, you know what else didn't need to happen in this movie? There's a deviant who like absorbs everybody's power in this movie right. or whatever. And it doesn't serve any purpose. By the way, voiced by Bill Skarsgård. Oh, interesting. Fun uh, fact. His name is Crow. So why... Yeah, what, I forget even how did it end with that guy. Uh, I think Angelina Jolie killed him. Athena uh, is her name. Athena uh, killed cut him. Cut his head off or something? I think so. I forget. She did something. He's not with us anymore. Why is it there? It was almost like to present this like 
morality of like the deviants and the like the deviants use and like now they're just trying to erase the deviants and like it felt really half-assed yeah it wasn't really explained either it's just like all of a sudden oh he can i guess he can talk he absorbed the power to speak american english okay and what about the flash we haven't talked about the flash yet either the flash oh was that makari the the deaf one is the the flash oh she has yeah she's the one who has super speed okay i I forgot yeah okay that's there's so many of these to keep track of though it's like i know it wasn't hard but like i just felt like we had we barely dove in barely got a spoonful of each and like i would have rather had like half spoonfuls of some and just give me two of their stories real good. It's, I feel like it's, I it's almost like what you want to do I guess is that's... give each of them their own movie. And I don't know if this formula would work, but you yeah, give each of them their own movie. Up. And then, yeah, like after a few movies, you have them team up together and do this. I don't know if that would I work. I think this but... would have made an excellent Disney plus series. Yes. Yeah. You could have had an episode. You could have eight episodes. And there's eight Eternals, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like that. I think there's like eight or ten. Nine episodes. Yeah. Have one more episode than, than the amount right. of Eternals. Right. And you have each one get their own sort of episode. And then you find out and you have, it's it works like same as What If. That would be great. I would watch that. And it would be, you can, you have more room to add story there and like. And like develop the characters. Because like yeah. the two mains, Cersei and Icarus, Those are, were yeah. underdeveloped. And everybody was underdeveloped, but like, but they should have had more time with those yeah. or something. I don't. They're know. the ones. Well, I mean, Cersei and Icarus are the ones that they're putting front and center here. Like, you need yeah, to know more sure. about them if we're gonna care about them. Yeah, and we kind of do, yeah. but it's like, yeah, it's I, we need more. There's, there needed to be more, more development there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so we can uh, right. go over the ending, I guess, and then credit scenes here. So I mean, so they saved the world. Yeah, we talked about the ending. Yeah, I liked how they saved the world. Like, and then they thought the. I thought it was interesting. You can just you can just refreeze a celestial by what did they do? <laughs> uh, the Unimind. something with the Unimind. Right, they did the Unimind. They used the Unimind to do something that I don't remember. I don't. I watched this about a week ago. I and it. Yeah. No. It's like it was a good movie, but it didn't make enough of an impact on me. That I can't even I know. remember. The I know. Like, there. It's, yeah. All right. Well, um, what do you, but you they get? get your, okay, go ahead. No, they say it's like so they get taken. A few of them get taken by um, the the big celestial dude whose name escapes me, and they're taken. They take he takes a few of them for judgment. Grogu is the name you're thinking of. Right, that's it. That's it. Uh, Boba Fett popped up at the, yeah, the yeah. mid credit scene too. It's great. Um, <laughs> so he takes them off. Takes a few of them away. There's a few of them that didn't get kidnapped, and in the mid credit scene, they get visited by. Pip the Troll, who is voiced by Patton Oswalt, who I yeah, God, what the fuck, and, the, and and then One Direction, and Harry Styles <laughs> is in the mid credit scene as the brother of Thanos, Thanos Eros, who's a human, Star Fox. I think you know. I read that like I think it's one of those like same father, different mothers kind yeah, of yeah. Well, also like Thanos's kids are like half robot, and Gamora's you know. So like yeah. he's very into the adoption think, thing. So right, because I think oh, that's true. Like I think Star Fox is not like uh, I think he was born on Titan. No. I don't think he is a Titan though. Yeah. Um, but he pops up and he's gonna go on lots of space adventures with, uh, and he starts hitting on Angelina Jolie really quickly. Yeah. And then. Um, they're going to go off on an adventure and rescue the Eternals, and I'm guessing they're doing a sequel. Yeah, and then remind me what the second credits. There's the 
So Dane Whitman is the character played by Kit Harrington, oh, and right. yeah, I yeah. guess he's got his character in the comics has family history with something, and he's John Snow. That. His he's going to be John Snow, right? Well, he's seen picking up a sword at the end of the movie, yeah, no. uh, so he's going to go off and fight. Uh, What's the Night Some King? White Walkers is that what they call and shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to go off and do that. Um, the other Cersei pops up. It's just like yeah. I don't think you want to touch that blade. Remember, and then actually, yeah, what actually yeah. does happen. So he's going to oh, pick yeah, up. Oh, yeah, like warns him about some shit. Yeah, there's, so he picks up something. I think it's called the Ebony Blade. Um, it's a oh, family yeah. thing. I forget exactly who Dane Whitman is. He becomes a superhero in the comics. Right, yeah. But he's about to pick up. It's clearly got some sort of magical property. And you hear a voice tell him, I don't know if you want to do that, Mr. Right. Whitman. And it's Mahershala Ali. You don't uh, see him, yes. but it's Mahershala Ali as, as Blade. Blade. Yeah, right. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, but right. yeah. What's your so, final rating for Eternals out of? Uh, let's add it. Let's do it out of a hundred. Out of a hundred, yeah. doing okay. I would give this probably about a sixty-five to seventy. I was gonna say. 100. I was gonna say more like a seventy-five, maybe seventy-eight. I yeah, it's like it was. I kind of had a more positive. I, just, I think I would like it in a second viewing, actually, because. Yeah. Having a better grasp of the characters and also all the secrets and twists. Like, I, I didn't love Guardians of the Galaxy the first time I saw it, just because there's a lot oh. of characters and a lot of, like, things to latch on to, and it just, like, right happens fast, and you're like, huh? So I loved it the second time, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to see how it holds up. I think I'm going to wait till it comes to Disney+, Plus, but I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to pay again to watch this movie, but... Yeah. You know what? Like... Ratings, critic ratings be damned. Like, I thought this was a good movie. All right, Jordan, do you want to play a game? Well, Tommy. I want to play a game. Shall we play a game? All right, Jordan. <laughs> uh, this is called Obscure Malcolm McDowell Role or <laughs> oh Former God. Prime Minister of the UK. What? Okay. So I've got ten names here, and you'll have to okay. tell me: uh, is it an obscure Malcolm McDowell character or former <laughs> prime minister of the UK? All right, okay. number one. All right, uh, Robert Jenkinson. Sounds very British, but Malcolm McDowell is also British. That's the game. Okay. Oh, you <laughs> bastard. Okay, I'm gonna go prime minister. You are correct. From 1812 yeah. to 1827. He was also the second Earl of Liverpool. Ooh. Fancy. Right. Number two, Thomas Pembridge. I'm going Malcolm McDowell for that one. Correct. That is his character on the TV show Mozart in the Jungle. I have not watched that. That's an Amazon, yeah, right? I don't know. This okay. is the least obscure of these. Uh, oh. Of the, of the okay. uh, Malcolm McDowell roles. Okay. Okay. Uh, I had to find the most British sounding. Um, okay. These are very British. Number three, Augustus Fitzroy. Fitzroy sounds like a prime minister name. I'm going to go prime minister. That's correct. Yeah. 1768 to 1770, the third Duke of Grafton. Ooh, you're going way back. You're reaching way back there in like uh, the 1700s. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Number four, Archibald Primrose. Primrose. Sounds like a movie character. I'm going to go Malcolm McDowell. Nope. He was PM. Uh, ah. Okay, 1894 to 1895. Okay. Okay. Uh, Charles Watson Wentworth. 
Charles Watson Wentworth. Wentworth. That sounds like a prime. I'm going to go prime minister. Correct. He was prime minister from 1765 to 1766 and then again in 1782. Wow. Britain's old. All right, number six, Austin Cloquet. Austin Cloquet. Going prime minister on that. It's a Malcolm McDowell role from Mr. Magoo. What? 1997's Mr. Magoo. Oh, okay. I I think I remember that one. All right, number seven, Rupert Thornley. I feel like that's a Malcolm McDowell character. It is. It's a Malcolm McDowell character from the video game Command and Conquer 3. He did, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. John Henry Eden. Sounds like a, I'm gonna go Prime Minister. That's a Malcolm McDowell character oh. from, from Fallout Three. I heard three names in that name, so yeah, that's like, the, okay, yeah, exactly. that sounds like a Prime Minister type yeah, of name. I think he's actually the president in Fallout Three. John Henry Eden. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Gordon Brown. I'm gonna go Prime Minister. That's correct. Prime Minister from 2007 to 2010. Oh, okay. Everyone forgets about him. Number 10, Varys Hayden. I'm going Prime Minister. Uh, correct. He's a Prime Minister, but of the planet Osus. It's a character from Star Wars Rebels. Wait, so is this... As voiced by Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> no! <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And that is the game. Uh, shall we, uh, cap off today with some questions? Sure. Do we have a song for questions? We do. It will be played. What's it like? I forget. It goes like... (laughs) And that's the song. I can't... I can't hear it. Oh, I didn't play it. (laughs) How does it go? What does it sound like? Oh, it's the Riddle Me This song. (laughs) Alright, keep this in. No, no, keep this in. Okay. Alright. Oh, hey, riddle me this song. That was interesting. That was fun, yeah. (laughs) Is that with Michael Scott screaming at the end? That's Michael Scott screaming at the end, yeah. He doesn't like those questions. No. Or maybe he just doesn't like Jim Carrey. He doesn't like Toby. Very true. That is very true. Uh, Okay, so uh, my, my question to you, Tommy... Uh, so, at the time of this recording, I think by the time this comes out, Thanksgiving will be this week. Happy uh, happy early Thanksgiving to you, by the way. Yeah. So, my question to you is, after Thanksgiving, it's kind of a good kickoff to the holiday season, you know, Black Friday and everything, it's like, oh, now it's, we've moved on from Thanksgiving, now it's Hanukkah and Christmas time. What is your go-to day after Thanksgiving movie? Just something that, something that, like, gets the gets the holiday season going for you after thanksgiving you know i read this wrong earlier when you sent this to me Uh oh i read do you have a go-to thanksgiving movie oh which i do but okay i'm i'm I'm, i can be curious about that too well my favorite thanksgiving movie because there's not many uh, but the the best one ever, of course, is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Right, yeah. Uh, it just John Hughes, Chicago. Well, it's only Chicago at the end, I guess. But uh, just Steve Martin, John Candy, one of the greatest classics of all time. Um, let me think about my day after Thanksgiving movie. Um, but go ahead and I'd like to hear your answer. I do have one, yeah. Mine, I mean, it's probably a lot of people's, but Elf is my oh. go-to, like... Totally. Thanksgiving's over, like, let's get the holiday season going. Like, totally. 
It's the perfect way to like start off like holiday cheer. Yeah. Like, so I have a I have a friend from I've got my answer now. I think I, I have okay. a friend from high school. It's 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 not as savory as yours, but my my <laughs> friend from high school. Uh, I I usually and I don't see him anymore because he's his whole family's moved away. But uh, I used to only see him basically at, at Christmas time, like for like two days or a day, and we would always watch uh Mr. Hankey's South Park Christmas classics. Oh my god. But also all the other there's like a VHS of like four South Park Christmas episodes. Right, 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 right. So we would always smoke a joint and watch that. Oh my <laughs> and god. So I, I like to continue that tradition of smoking a joint and watching <laughs> Christmas South Park things. That's uh, great. Yeah. But um I, I think Elf is a very good answer. My only other thing, I, this year that I was very excited about that I'm going to do, well, probably on Thanksgiving, really, is I got a vinyl of uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, like the like the soundtrack? Yeah, yeah. It's actually a, a wither. It's a, well, I won't worry about it, but I have a, a, you know, I love my colored vinyls. Oh, uh, yeah? It's, it's a gold, a silver and gold vinyl. Whoa. Uh, okay. Yeah, like a sparkly gold vinyl of it, yeah. It's rather nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's some great music. It I is. Always it's like, like it's just perfectly nostalgic. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I we're past the prime on my favorite um, Peanuts special is the it's the Great Pumpkin oh, Charlie Brown. Well, the Great Pumpkin always, will rise. I rise. Love that special. Peanuts, man. It's you can't go wrong with the peanuts. True. It's like, true. It's really nice. It's like really love pleasant. It. Love it. And the music's great. I always, yeah. um, if I have like a sad moment, I, I always remember, like Arrested Development always used yeah. the Charlie <laughs> Brown Christmas music to with sad moments. And yeah. they always like walk away at the sad, like their their heads hanging. Yeah. It can go yeah. either way because it, like, yeah. it can be so cheery, but it's like also like, oh. Oh, and it definitely has like a strange like like melancholy to it. I think even like the voice actors for, for the Charlie Brown kids are always like, they're always kind of just sort of half depressed. Like, yeah, yeah, they always kind of have this, like, it's like, is it depressed or is it, like, this, like, more adult, just, like, yeah, like, and like I think, wise like, beyond their years way, like, cadence? For me, it's very Wes Anderson-y. Yeah. Like, it's, I've it's, never heard, I've never heard it described like that before. It's, yeah. Well, I was thinking, I think, actually, Christmas Time is Here is in the Royal Tenenbaum soundtrack. Really? I think. Maybe. What the, yeah, I thought that would happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, decided to use that in one yeah, of his movies, like... Yeah, I think at least that, uh, maybe more. <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a. I really want to see the French Dispatch. French yeah, Dispatch, I, I, yeah, it uh, looks good. I've heard it was um, hilarious too. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything I've got here, Tommy. I'm good. I'm solid. Yeah, I think we're gonna call it a night here. Um, you've been listening to two guys watch a movie. We are on Apple Music. We're on Spotify, Stitcher. We're on Tylenol PM. I'm Guy Pierce. I beat you to it. And I am Guy Ritchie. This is two guys. This has been two guys watch a movie. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening. Uh, I am Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. And we'll see you real soon. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.